Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. I got a lot to talk about today and uh, you know him, you love him. He is one of my favorites. It is Leo Homan, folks. You can visit his website at Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot Come. Folks, he's got two great articles I'm going to uh, visit with you guys about today. Number one is, there are too many pigs in the parlor. Western civilization is sick and dying. Is it too late for a deliverance? So that is going to be one of the articles that I'm going to talk to you about. And the other one is, let me pull it up here. Uh, the Beast System is here. Hollywood predicted our fate in 1981 movie. So we will talk about that as well from Mr. Leo Homan. I wanted to throw up here, guys, um, that, of course, we all know the Maui fires uh, were deliberately set. I'm sure you guys have all heard about the blue roofs of the celebrities and the rich people down there. Uh, the roofs were painted blue. Um, and somehow their houses and uh, property escaped uh, the wildfires. Hmm. Ironic, right? Is that a coinky dink? Or are we just conspiracy theorists? Hmm. Well, like I said before, conspiracy is a real word. It does have a real definition and the CIA coined that to make us look like morons or, you know, so that we would, uh, divert from the truth, which we all know what the truth is, but they, they don't want the rest of the world to know the truth. So of course they make you look like a moron or make you think you look like a moron. More gaslighting and all kinds of fun stuff from our government. Um, but yeah, so now we see this going on in Florida too. Thank you for Michelle for sending me that information. Guys, go to Doug and Stacy, off grid with Doug and Stacy, and you're going to learn a lot. Let me tell you, a lot. Um, anyway, they uh, were the ones talking about that as well. Thank you for the video, Michelle Art. I'm praying for you over there in Florida. My sister, my best friend, uh, Stephanie and Dwayne Blackstock, they live in uh, Florida as well, and I'm praying for them. She said they got hit about, I think she texted me about 3.53 a.m., uh, which would have been two something my time. I believe they are an hour ahead of me. Um, they're in Florida. I'm in Texas. And so, um, anyway, she, they said they were, it was starting to hit then. Um, I've been looking at it and they were getting some widespread um, outflow for where she's at there. The eye was supposed to go pretty close to them. And so I'm praying for her, praying for art, praying for all you guys in Florida that listen. I, there's a lot. I have a lot of listeners in Florida. And uh, guys, just know that I've, I'm in prayer for you guys. I'm praying uh, that you were able to escape um, these winds. You were able to get your loved ones, your pets, um, all kinds of stuff out of there before this happened, for this hit. And I'm praying that the less property damage, and I'm just praying that you guys, number one, are saved, born-again believers in Christ. And number two, that you are protected and you are well and that God is taking care of you. He is our great physician. He is our comforter. He is our provider. So Jehovah Jireh. So uh, get in the word of God and uh, let the word of God get into you and then you'll know um, what his providences are. So anyway, with that, guys, I'm in prayer for you guys. Um, I do want to let you guys know. Thank you, Michelle, for letting me know that uh, they're in, uh, I believe, Sitco stations, several other gas stations there in Florida around the epicenter of where this was supposed to hit. Uh, there is diesel mixed with gasoline. And let me tell you something. I used to manage, I managed several truck stops and gas stations, and that's like never, ever happens. And if it does, they catch it very soon. 
And uh, the cost that's going to cost Sipsco is astronomical because they're going to have to clean every single one of those underground tanks out. Uh, the EPA will probably get involved, all kinds of terrible stuff. But the worst thing about it is it was planned. Folks, we're not stupid. Um, God has given us wisdom in his word. If you read the book of James, you ask God for wisdom. He's going to give you wisdom and discernment. But you can't have a wavering mind like, is he going to, is he not going to? You have to believe that he will and he will. Get in the book of get in the book get in the get in the book of James. I'm telling you what, James half brother of Jesus. Hello. Anyway, um, so we know that this was planned. If you guys haven't heard about that, go to uh, Off Grid with Doug and Stacy. Uh, they're on YouTube or on their website, and uh, let them tell you all about it. They have they're scrolling through all the list and the this numerous gas stations that this happened. So this is no coincidence. This was not an accident. Um, this was deliberate. And so, folks, it is time to wake up. I was starting to do a, um, a podcast last night, and I was going to upload it last night, and I got super sick. And so I was like, whoa. So I, you know, you just never know. Um, but I look at it this way. Uh, you know, it's spirit, we fight a spiritual battle, and that is going on um, right now. So um, we have to really know we are in the end times. And if you are working, if you are a servant of God, serving the Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, um, then just know your life is not going to be peachy keen. <laughs> it's not going to be fine as frog hair. <laughs> we are guaranteed trials and tribulations, the Bible says. But the good thing is Jesus Christ has overcome those. And we are overcomers in Christ. Our joy is not in our circumstances. Our joy is in the Lord. And every day we need to wake up with a thankful and grateful heart. Number one, I am thankful and grateful that Jesus Christ saved me from hell, saved me from sin and death. He saved me from the wretched person that I was and still am until I'm glorified with him in heaven. So, but until that day, I'm still going to be wretched. You know what I mean? Uh, we live in a fallen world, but I'm thankful and so thankful that he saved me from that. He delivered me out of that by his blood that he shed on the cross for everyone who would believe and call on his name. Anyway, guys, the day is short. Time is short. You look around the world today. Um, if all these signs don't wake you up, then I don't know what will. God is trying to get your attention. He's trying to get your attention. He says, look to me. Look to me while you still have time. You still have time. Nobody knows when the rapture of the church is going to happen. If somebody gives you a day, time, hour, I don't care what, then you just look at them and say, honey, you need to read your word. You need to read the Bible because my Bible says that Jesus doesn't even know. Only God the Father knows when he's going to send his son to take his bride home. So there's a really good movie out there. It's called Before the Wrath. I talk about it a lot. Um, it's a really good movie. Get out there, watch that. Um, you'll have a better understanding of the rapture and why it is different accounts in the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And because uh, that's our blessed hope. And so um, don't let anybody take that away from you. Number one, don't let anybody take that away from you. Woo, my mic just fell. Sorry about that, folks. Um, so, but we are to be watching and waiting for his appearing. We are to love his appearing. That's an upcoming, you know, you get a crown just for that. You get a crown from the Lord Jesus Christ just for loving his appearing. What? Yeah. So if you don't win that crown in this race, then hmm, come on, folks. Anyway, 
um, you know, we're, we're going to get rewards. We're going to be blessed by our Lord and Savior. You know, did you ever want to like make your parents proud when you were little? Like you do all kinds of stupid stuff to make them like, hey, mom, look, mom, look, mom, look. Remember? Because <laughs> you want to be proud of you. Remember, you wanted them to say, oh, you know. So shouldn't we be like that to our Heavenly Father? Like, look, God, look. Shouldn't we still have that joy, that chill, that child's um, joy? When we look to our Heavenly Father, He's called our Abba Father. Uh, in the New Testament, it says Abba Father, which means Daddy, Daddy Father. Is that not a wonderful way um, to, to, to know that that's how our Father, our Heavenly Father loves us? Isn't that amazing? You know, I mean, He is God Almighty. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-everything. And yet, He loves us like He's our Daddy Father. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And uh, just know that if you're not being chastised by your Heavenly Father, hmm, you may want to rethink your situation here because uh, He does chastise those whom He loves, just like our earthly fathers do. So, But everybody that tells you that once you become a Christian, this is going to be rainbows, lollipops, picnics, and rabbits, um, yeah, you're, you're in a mistaken world there, folks. No, that's not how it goes. Uh, if you just got enough faith that God's going to heal you. Look, folks. If it's God's will, he will heal you. If it's not his will, he will give you the strength to endure. And, uh, you know, our joy is not our circumstances. That's happiness. Our joy is in the Lord. And I I have to remind myself of that, too, because I know there are folks out there that are way worse off than I am. You know, they deal with lots of lots of health issues and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so, you know, we we know that one day the Lord's going to come take us home. And we are going to be with the Lord forever and ever. We're on this earth, but for a teeny tiny bit. It's like a whisper, like a, like a, like a, like a vapor, like the grass is here and thrown to the oven later. Boom. We are here for a short time. And um, we need to make the most of that time. And the Bible tells us that, you know, we need to very, very be careful with the time that we have that he has given us. Because we're going to have to account for that. And oh my gosh, I, I'm going to hate that day when I have to account for all the wasted time that I did and all the crazy, stupid things that I've done in my life and wasted, you know, a good majority of my life. And um, I'm going to have to account for that. You know, you, account, you you will have to give an account for every word that you say, idle word. You know, that kind of makes us think like, man, we really need to pay attention to what we say and how we say it. Um and what we watch on TV. Um, I'm not a legalist by no means. Believe me, I know we are saved by grace and grace and faith alone. I know that. But I am saying, you know, we need to really, really, like the Bible says, uh, with fear and trembling, you know, we should be thankful. And as Gentiles, like myself, I'm not Jewish, but as a Gentile myself, I have been grafted in to the branch we've been grafted in so you know we are adopted in so if you nobody ever tells you that god doesn't love the jews anymore uh you need to tell them they need to read their bible they need to read their bible and um, what makes me think about this is these people they say this stuff and like oh the church is now israel really well what's to make you think as wicked as wretched as our church is looking right now uh, with the apostasy with with the nar and and and, and all this uh, uh, false religion wolves and sheep's clothing that have come into the churches what makes you think that god's gonna if, if that's what you believe then he's gonna say okay nope not the church now i'm gonna go back to his really that's not my god my god's not like that my god made a promise and a covenant with abraham 
Isaac, Jacob, and he's keeping that. He's keeping that covenant just like he's got with us. Jesus Christ is our covenant. So, you know, you need to get, we, we all need to get into the word, you know, and um, these days are short and we need to spend it wisely, wisely. Whatever you can do, whatever God has called you to do for his kingdom, do it. You know what he's called you to do. Whatever you're good at naturally, um, that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. You use that to glorify God. You know, I don't have a whole lot of talents, um, but I can try to come on here and I can try to tell you guys about headlines and how they point to Bible prophecy. And, uh, you know, I can try to do my best to do that. And that's, I, I feel that's what God has told me to do, to be a watchman on the wall. And uh, I feel I feel that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I try to do it to the best of my ability um, to whatever I can do. I know people think we're crazy, like I'm some conspiracy nut or like whatever. I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy nut. Um, I'm a conspiracy. Yeah, because the Bible says this. Well, we know that there are evil forces together plotting against folks. And so we know that if you wake up and, and, and smell the coffee, guys, you look out your window, you turn on your news, you're going to know that there's a lot of evil going on in the world. They are burning people out of mouth. They didn't care. They just burned them. They didn't care. They didn't care. They're injecting you with poison. Get the shot, get your shot, get your booster, get your booster. Now they're back on it again. You got to get your booster. Well, you turn around and ask yourself and ask somebody that got the booster and the shot and the vax and all this crap. How many times have you had COVID? Ask them. Ask them. And if they say, oh, I had COVID twice. Well, how, how did that vaccine work for you? <laughs> you know, I got boosted for polio. I got vaccinated for polio when I was a kid. Guess what? I've never gotten, I've never gotten polio. My dad had polio and he had braces and all kinds of stuff from polio. Um, you know, but I never got polio, you know, my mom and dad and all of them during that era were vaccinated for smallpox. Did they get smallpox? No. Could you imagine, just imagine for a moment that smallpox is back and they come out with this vaccine. Okay, everybody need to get your vaccine. You got to get your vaccine for smallpox. Okay, you got to get your booster. You got to get a booster for, for smallpox. Oh my gosh, it only lasts three months. You got to get another booster. Got to get another. Can you imagine? And then you still get smallpox. <laughs> no but this is the world that we live people have no common sense they're like animals reprobate mind like the bible said they have those common sense they're like okay go 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 get my booster let me go get my booster gosh i gotta get another vaccine oh man i've heard about all them people dying and dropping dead but that's that's not from this vaccine <laughs> never happened before they started shoving out this quote vaccine but now you know it's happening folks people are dropping dead teens are dropping dead kids are dropping dead they want to vaccinate babies. Go to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. And go check out Pastor Billy Crone's series on Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. Oh, Klaus's daddy. Klaus's daddy was an industrialist back in the day for Hitler. And so that'll take you all the way back. And you'll learn all you really need to know about what is going on right now. Very nefarious. The Bible told us these days would happen. He told us what the end days would look like. And you can't candy coat it anymore. This is what God said would happen, is happening. Evil is rampant. Um, he says, because of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Look at Portland, Oregon. Look at Denver. I look around the world today and you can see the senseless killings, murdering drugs. Uh, the government's legalizing drugs. They are saying, oh, sure. You know, we're not going to prosecute these crimes anymore. Blah, blah, blah. What does the Bible say? And I was reading it in Daniel I was reading it in Daniel yesterday. I'm going to pull it up here for you guys. Yesterday morning, Daniel is not is not on my reading schedule. Okay, it's not. 
But I opened up my new Legacy Standard Bible, and boom, it fell to that. It fell to Daniel chapter 7. And I want to read this to you guys and tell me what you think. Let me see. Daniel chapter 7. Okay, so I'm going to scroll on down here. And this is, of course, you know, the vision of the four beasts. And so I scrolled on down. And, of course, the Son of Man. And he talks about the vision interpreted, right? And so I came all the way down, and I was reading in verse 24, and it says, As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings will arise, and another will arise after them. And he will be different from the previous ones, and will make low three kings. He will speak words against, or pompous words against, the Most High, and wear down the saints of the Highest One. And he will intend to make changes in seasons and in law. They will be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time, but the court will sit for judgment, and his dominion will be taken away, annihilated, and destroyed forever. Then the reign, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. At this point, the matter of this revelation ended. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts were greatly alarming me, and the splendor of my face changed, but I I kept the matter in my heart. Now, folks, I did some in-depth diving on the seasons and times and all of this stuff. And folks, um, and I'm not sure. I mean, it could be like a time period or, you know, whatever. But I know the time, times, and half times, three and a half years. That's into the Great Tribulation. So that's, you know, that's another thing. If you want to go back to my podcast, I have done um, several. Um, I think I did one. I took the time and I did like one study in the book of Daniel um, just talking about, you know, the uh, the covenant and all that stuff's going to be signed with the uh, Antichrist, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to go all the way back, you can check that out. But I'm right here. When I was reading that, it kind of dawned on me, and he will intend to make changes in seasons and in law. So when we look around the world today, what do you think is going on? They are changing laws. They are trying to change seasons. So where I'm from, I live in uh, Tornado Alley, and um, we used to have a tornado season okay but now when you look around the world today there is no longer a tornado season they happen in december they happen in places that's never had tornadoes we have volcanoes going erupting everywhere all the time um constantly now you can actually track those we have so much stuff weather is changing laws are changing um, you know, Ezekiel, uh, chapter, not Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter five verse, I think it's 20. That's actually on my webpage, uh, to be a watchman on the wall. Let's go here. So we're going to go to Murphy is in the house guys. Murphy is in the house. <laughs> Isaiah chapter five, let's see verse 20. I think that's where I'm wanting to go. I could be wrong. Yes. Uh, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 woe to those who call evil good and good evil who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter folks we're living in that day that Isaiah prophecy would happen um, the Bible is amazing it's a living and active word um, it's it's sharper than a two-edged sword it can cut you to the marrow or it can heal you so the word is living. So if you want to hear God speak to you, read his word. And I was listening to Pastor Bill Gim this morning out of uh, Radio by Grace, which is a Calvary church here in Amarillo, Texas. And um, he is amazing. And he was talking about that this uh, on one of the sermons that I was listening to this morning. Now my cat is going crazy. She's trying to attack me. Murphy, please. Okay. So anyway, and he was talking about that. He said, um, you know, and that is completely, when she attacked me, I completely lost my train of thought. 
Oh, guys, I'm sorry about that. But um, maybe it'll come. Maybe it'll come back to me. But anyway, uh, you know, it, it's oh, that's what it was. OK, so when you're reading the word, say God's been dealing with you with something. Right. And you've been reading your word and like this verse just jumps out to you like, whoa. And it might not mean anything to anybody else. But to you, boom, right then there meant something. That's God telling you something. Say God's been dealing with you with something. Right. And you're like at the grocery store or one of your friends just happens to call you and say, hey, so and so. And they just happen to tell you something like, wow, that is confirmation. That's conf- There's a difference between directing and confirmation. Somebody comes up to you and says, well, you know, God wanted me to tell you that blah, blah, blah. No. Now, if you're dealing with something and somebody comes up to you, just, in, you know, call, you could be sitting at a gas pump or in a cubicle next to you and somebody says something, you say, oh, that was from the Lord. You know what I mean? Because it was confirmation. It's confirmation for what God is already dealing with you about. So be careful when you go to these people that say, well, God's got a word for you. And you just go up there and get your word from the Lord. Like, you know, um, like it's like a, like a, like, I don't know. It's like there's a church here in town that does that. And I don't recommend them at all. And um, which is terrible. And I'm not going to say it on here, but um, it's bad. They say, go come get your prophetic, you know, whatever. And so people go down there and like they just speak prophecy over them. That's not how, that's not what the Bible meant when it said prophecy in the end times. That's not what they're talking about. Um, let me just, let me just tell you, that's like some psychic bull crap. That is hairs. That's false. That's fake. That's fake. Get away from that stuff. Get away. I decree and I declare, get out of all that stuff. Get out of it. Please get back to biblical Christianity. Cause it all, I look at this all the time and I read that every single time when they said, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and Lord, Lord, we cast out demons and Lord, we did this and Lord, we did all this in your name. Then what does he say to them? depart from me? You who practice lawlessness for I never knew you. What? Wow. Why do you think that is? They honestly believe that they are Christians. They believe that they're doing the Lord's work. Otherwise, they would have said, Lord, Lord, we did all this. And he says, depart from me. You practice lawlessness for I never knew you. Those are the most terrifying words that will ever be spoken to anybody who hears them. You have no hope after that. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom. That's what I want to hear. I know that's what you want to hear. Folks, you know, people take this lightly. They take the Bible. They take their salvation lightly. It's not lightly. If you believe that Jesus Christ can save you from hell and damnation, then you better take the Bible seriously. We live in a time right now where we are not here to be country bumpkins, sitting on our sofa, eating Cheetos and drinking whatever and watching binge watching garbage on TV while the world goes to hell in a handbasket and people are literally going to hell by the thousands every day, every minute. What are we to do as Christians? Sit back and say, well, I'm saved. <laughs> Whew, I'm glad I'm not going to hell, but my neighbor is. But I, I'm so glad I'm not going to go to hell because, you know, God saved me. So I'm going to sit here and just watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. No. He has called you to be a warrior. He has he's given us everything we need. Ephesians. Ephesians, folks, Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, the armor of God. He gave us that. We are to use that to fight in the battle that we are in. Because when you get to heaven, you're not going to have to fight anymore. God's going to win everything. Jesus come back with his word. He's going to speak and boom, it's going to be done. 
victorious. But while we're here, there are people literally going to hell every day, every second of every day because they don't have Jesus Christ as their Savior because somebody didn't tell them. Somebody didn't warn them that, hey, what you're doing is sin. Now, you can warn those people and tell them what they're doing is sin and they can hate you for it and they can despise you for it. But you know what? You told them. What are you afraid of? They're going to words. What are you afraid of words? That they're going to say something mean to you? Hell is for eternity. How mean are we not to tell them the truth? Folks, we live in a time right now where they are they're they're erasing history. They are doing things that are wicked. They're killing people, murdering them. We know it. Folks out there don't know it. They don't want to listen. They want to listen to the mainstream media. They want to keep their nose in their phone. They're oblivious. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. What I want. It's all about me, 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 me. Really? No. Have you gone to churches like that? And they try to tell you, you have to love yourself. You know, it's all about you. No. It is about God Almighty and His Son, King Jesus Christ, who came to die for us. It's all about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Folks, it's not about us. This life is not about us. It's what we can do as servants for our King. What are you going to do for Jesus today? What am I going to do for Jesus today? You know, I talk to you guys like I talk to myself. I'm telling myself the same thing. What am I afraid of? Am I afraid somebody's going to say something mean to me? (laughs) Am I going to say they're going to make fun of me? What, What am I afraid of? Why does that bother us so much? Why? While people go to hell. Hell is free. If if we believe what we believe, then we need to get our butts in gear and get out there and do it. If you put a bumper sticker on your on your van or your car or whatever, says Jesus saves and he gives scripture, Romans, whatever, point them to where to go to get saved. Hey, you are doing something. If you pray for your neighbor or you pray for your folks, prayer is powerful. If you can't do anything, pray, folks. Pray. That is more powerful than anything. God has given us that. Pray his word. You know, I went to the charismatic church and I'm going to tell you something. One thing I learned how to do in that church is pray the word of God. Didn't learn that in the Baptist church. (laughs) Not the Baptist church I have now. You know, I do. But yes, when I was growing up, that. mm -mm -mm. but I learned that charismatic church how to pray the word of God. You've got to use the word of God in prayer. It is mighty and powerful. I'm telling you what, it can take down strongholds. So we're going to read the armor of God right now. My dog's out in the backyard barking. <laughs> Let me tell you what, they love, they love their yard. All I got to do is say, you want to go yard? Oh my gosh, they like flip around and, oh boy, I'm so thankful for my friend for blessing me with this house. You guys have no idea what a blessing, oh, what a blessing and such a stress relief this has been. Oh my goodness, but let's read the armor of God. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the might of his strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to Uh, So that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand 
firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is Christ, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, having taken up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Also, receive the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God, folks. Praying at all times with all prayer and petition in the spirit and to this end being on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Folks, I'm telling you, and I'll finish this when he says, as well as on my behalf, that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change so that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So you guys know when I end the program, I always say to give us boldness. Well, that's where I get that from. And that's, to, that's, you know, that's where I get that from. Speak boldness. Lord, give us boldness to tell people about your word especially in this day and time. So enough rambling today, guys. Let's get to the article, shall we? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. Okay, so let me come down here. Oh, here's a good one. I'm going to link this with the video and everything in the uh, description. So what happened to the child in the video overly questioning his transition and crying during the surgery? The article is by Jennifer Van Layer. It was posted at 7.30 p.m. on August the 28th at redstate.com. And so, folks... Um, I, I, I'll put this link. You guys can watch it. Um, you can read the article. Uh, the video is 22 minutes long and it talks about the horrors of this transition, uh, garbage that they're doing to our child abuse, child abuse. And, um, you know, uh, that's Satan's way of, you know, it's all about depopulating the world, right? Bill Gates, all like, you got to depopulate. We've got to 90% of people, these useless eaters, they don't deserve to eat. You know, they don't deserve to live. Oh, they're taking this precious oxygen that I want to breathe. Oh, my gosh. All this garbage, folks. is wicked. It's evil. Uh, it's been around for a very long time. Satan is a murderer. He's a liar. He's been one from the beginning. And so should it surprise us what's happening? No. Should we be awake and know what's going on? Yes. The Bible has called us to know the time which we live in. So wake up, folks. Wake up. Um, but all this, this gay, homosexual, transgender alphabet soup garbage sin wickedness is from satan and i wonder why Hmm. somebody posted the other day (laughs) one of my friends posted um you put a hundred men and ten women on an island okay in a hundred years you're gonna have this you know vast population you get all these people going this nice economy and all this you put a hundred men and ten transgender women on an island what are you gonna have 110 skeletons that's what you're gonna have because they don't procreate but that's what his target is that he's no he's, he wants everybody to die so that's what he's, all these children that are having all these surgeries done will they ever ever be able to have children no you are ruining them forever you're sterilizing them that's their goal and they have all these homosexual people out there do you think they're going to go out and have children no folks it all comes from satan wickedness but i will put this on there um I, I can't watch this video. I just can't do it. But I know you guys may want to. And I will post that in the description so you guys can check it out. So here we go. Let's go on up here to Leo. Leo Holman, folks. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Go show Leo some love. Go show him some love. He does a lot of work. 
Um, you can also uh, you can donate to him on his website. You can also uh, follow his Substack updates, folks. He's got some really good ones. They'll come right to your email. I'm telling you, you get one about once a week, maybe every little, maybe a little bit, every two weeks, maybe every day. It just depends if there's what's going on in the news today. So Hollywood predicted our fate in 1981 movie. A scene from the 1981 movie My Dinner with Andre laid it all out for us. Our future human condition under a coming beast system in terms that everyone can understand. In that movie, one of the characters provides a chilling perspective on the world from his vantage point in 1981 and where he saw it going. As it turns out, we can say with confidence 42 years later that whoever wrote this script was spot on and so accurate, in fact, that one has to wonder if the CIA fed this part of the script to Hollywood. Now this is a three minute clip that I'm going to play for you guys and so I want you to listen and it says uh, this is, uh, you can watch it on Twitter by Derek Bros. Um, Derek Bros at a willing witness. It says one of the best reposts I'll ever make, he says, the most profound truthful scenes in any movie, any movie ever made. This is from the early 80s just in time for 1984. So check this out. Here we go. Well, what can I do? Okay, yes, we are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert, who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the Redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made, or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished, and that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, and that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing, and there'll be 
nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts and that history and memory are right now being erased and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Folks, right there, right there tells you um, all you need to know. They've, this has all been planned. You know, Pastor Billy Crone goes and, and he'll talk a lot about movies and he goes and talks a lot about, you know, the um, entertainment world. Well, entertainment is kind of like it enters you. It keeps you, holds you, uh, holds you like you, you know, you like you have to watch this. So entertainment. So um, television, television, folks, it's been around for a very long time. Satan, Satan's been plotting and scheming and planning for a very long time. And so we need to be praying to counteract all of this. You know, that's our, that's our prayer. That's our weapon It's prayer. So anyway, let's continue the article uh, from Leo. So the scene above seems to uh, be predicting a future technocracy in which the inhabitants have lost their inherent humanity. They are no longer humans, but transhumans, a form of hybrid beings who, through technology, can be conditioned to think and act in whatever way their programmers, a small group of globalist elites, demand. The character's monologue in the above video clip reminded me of Aldous Huxley's 1931 comment about, quote, the perfect dictatorship, unquote, and how it would have the appearance of a democracy, but would basically be a prison without walls, a slave state within the within whose walls the slaves kept entertained, dumbed down and drugged up would not think of escaping. They trust their government all and all authority figures implicitly. Anyone who does question the official narrative is seen as too scary and troublesome. They must be isolated and removed before their uncomfortable questions start to spread to others and disrupt the carefully cultivated hive mind. In all this Huxley here in 1931, his quote says, The perfect dictatorship would have the appearance of a democracy, but would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping. It would essentially be a system of slavery where through consumption and entertainment, the slaves would be would love their servitudes, unquote. Leo continues and he says, are you a candidate for Humanity 2.0's new breed of transhumans? If you answer yes to more than two of the three following questions, you may want to fill out an application and submit it to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. Number one, are you extra careful to stand on the X? You know, that sticker on the floor of your favorite big box store that was allowed to stay open during the last lockdown. Number two, do you strap up on command with your toxic cancer-causing material, forcing you to breathe in your own noxious carbon dioxide <laughs> do you roll up your sleeve for a doctor recommended media recommended a uh, re, uh, doctor recommended media recommended injection at various intervals during the year do you believe a college education is still necessary to get ahead in life do you take every drug your doctor prescribes without questioning the side effects and performing your own independent research would you ever consider leasing a plug-in electric car as your primary mode of uh, transportation and do you believe cash is dirty or germy or inconvenient something to be avoided whenever possible do you consider foreign travel an essential component of a happy lifestyle do you need to live in a city to be happy do you believe eating meat is dangerous to the environment? Would you rather shop, worship, and pursue friendships 
online rather than in person? And do you consider roadblocks, trafficking devices, digital ID checks, surveillance cameras, and facial recognition a normal, even beneficial aspect of modern society? Leo says, if you answered yes to more than three of the above questions, you may need to ask yourself another question. Could I own nothing and learn to like it? If all my needs were taken care of by technology, these are the folks who will cooperate with their own pre-planned demise. They will board the buses and the trains, never questioning the stated destination. They will not prepare for hard times. Why bother? They say the government will have our backs if it, if it gets as bad as you doom and gloomers predict. Throw this in here. You better get you some food. You better get you some food. Anyway, he says, um, I would advise these folks to take note of what's happened to Maui in the aftermath of the horrific fires of August 8th. Three weeks later, the U.S. government is reportedly nowhere to be found. While you're at it, go to East Palestine, Ohio, and ask the residents there how much help they got from the federal government. And while I'm at it right now, I'm going to throw this up there. And uh, we'll ask Flora and the Floridians after this. Uh, devastating category four hurricane uh how diesel was put into their gas pumps Hmm. and he goes on to say while we're on the subject of prophetic movie here's another favorite clip of mine from the 2016 film armageddon and so folks this is um uh we just did that one so we're not gonna here's the other one okay so this uh that's not creepy is it so uh, I'm going to switch my audio over here so we can capture this um, video here for you guys. And I want you guys to, uh, if you want to, go ahead and listen to this. So give me just one moment while I switch over my audio. Okay, here we go. The sustainable population of our planet is no more than 500 million. And we're willing to kill 7 billion. Well, most of those lives aren't worth living. The mass of humanity in Africa, India, China... They live in squalor. They'd be better off dead. The world would be better off without them. And America will be first. Yes, well, as our friend Henry Kissinger said, a strong America is the only thing standing in the way of a new world order. We have foreign troops on the ground now, under the UN banner. The country only needs a little chaos. The American people are resilient. What's to come if the citizens rise up? Yes, well, when parents see their children starving, and families hauled away to FEMA camps for imprisonment or worse, then yes, yes, we expect some resistance at first. But the vanity of nationalism will quickly fade. The people will beg for help. Any help. These are but the birth pangs change. <laughs> birth pangs of a new world order. Right there. That was from 2016. Way back 2016. So he goes on to say, uh, If you are one of these people, I implore you to wake up. We are in for a wild ride over the next 12 to 15 months, especially in the United States. Uh, where we are heading into another in the latest series of theatrical productions, otherwise known as the presidential elections. Unprecedented scenarios tend to play out during these dramatic reenactments every four years. Let's not let this puppet show distract us from what is really happening in the physical and spiritual realms. Yes, Leo, absolutely. Thank you so much. So, folks, we're going to continue this. And um, there's another article from Leo I want to read you guys. 
And this is, there are too many pigs in the parlor. Western civilization is sick and dying. Is it too late for deliverance? And so I really would like to heat up my cup of coffee, but we're going to, I'm powering through, guys. I'm going to power through. So uh, this is by Leo Homan once again. So the news lately is so bizarre that I feel I'm living in a novel or a horror movie. I totally agree with you, Leo. I feel the same way. He says, uh, we've got a former president and candidate for a second term who's been indicted four times by the current presidential administration. The latest incident punctuated with a criminal mugshot sent out across the Internet. I know some of the charges are coming from the state level in New York and Georgia, but it's obvious they're all working together with the feds to eliminate this one guy from the president presidential race. Now, nearly the entire island of Maui went up in flames, killing more people than any fire to hit America in 100 years. And the globalist elites are blaming it on climate change. And now, unless you had a blue roof, I'm sorry. Um, And now we've got a rogue government lurching toward a second round of mandates and potential lockdowns. Natalie Winters is reporting that the federal government has already begun buying COVID-19 equipment and contracting with private consultants to enforce pandemic era safety protocols. The enforcements could begin as early as next month with mandatory face diapers. So Natalie Winters goes on to say uh, the federal government has already begun buying COVID-19 equipment and hiring consultants to enforce pandemic era safety protocols. Of course, you can look at all this stuff right here. Um, some of them are, are uh, some of these contracts are scheduled to begin in September and October. So, folks, wake up, get you some food, get you some toilet paper. If you'd like to, I'll take donations of toilet paper. Charmin Ultra Soft, please. Hey, you can send them right here, right here, right here. Uh, you can go to BibleProphecyNumberFourToday.com and check out how to contact me. And I am just kidding on the Charmin. Please don't send me Charmin. <laughs> That's a joke, folks. Anyway, um, so some of these contracts are scheduled to begin in September and October and may run through 2028. Yes, you read that right. 2028. Uh, watch Winters Below talking about this breaking news story. So, folks, this is uh, Real America's Voice, Real America's Voice from the War Room. And I'm going to play this for you guys right now. Here we go. I'm going to repeat this, uh, the artificial intelligence aspect. And that's just one part of trans- transhumanism we're going to get in the book. The biotech part is just as scary, I think even scarier. And that's not getting a lot of uh, play now because you're, you're not seeing a lot of what's coming out of these labs, but it's all about to hit. In that regard, I want to get to our next guest, of course, our top uh, investigative reporter, the executive editor, our co-host. She does the show a lot on her own, Natalie, but you're, but you're still one of the best reporters in this town. And talking about the, the bioweapon that dropped on us in 2020, um, Alex Jones and, and his guys kind of brought this up last week, but you went and found the receipts. Because I've seen now where I think the announcement Rutgers is going to require a mask and a jab. You've got uh, another, uh, I think in Hollywood, there's some certain theaters. You're starting to see this play up. Of all of a sudden, there's another variant to COVID. But you found the receipts. This article of yours is blowing up. Tell us what you found and what we should be prepared for, since they're not going to be straightforward with you and tell you what they're planning on. But you can see it and where they're putting their money. Well, that's the important part. And when you link together the way the mainstream media has been covering really what is an abysmal uptick in COVID-19 cases and you link it with the way that they're spinning it, they're automatically linking it to boosters and mandates. And they almost always end these little media segments uh, with the advice of make sure you wear a mask if you're at risk, older and going you know, into public settings. This really is the same refrain that we heard in the early days of COVID-19 all the way back in 2019. And of course, the early days of 2020. And some people have still been peddling those falsehoods, but it's important, I think, as you said, to get the receipts on where exactly 
this narrative is careening towards. And obviously this comes on the heels of the breaking report out of InfoWars from insiders at TSA and CBP saying that they want to uh, reinstitute lockdowns and mask mandates. Um, but what I found was really, really interesting. I always joke, I'm probably the only American who frequents not only the FARA website, but the federal government spending database and goes through it with a fine tooth comb. But it's so important to do that because that is really how I think you can use evidence to find where our global elite, where the ruling class in the United States is trying to go towards. And so, guys, if you want to watch the rest of that video, you can go to Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com and check it out. But she did. She went through receipts. She comes through all that stuff. And right there, she gives us the report. That's Natalie Winters, by the way. And uh, you can check that out on Real America's Voice from the War Room. And um, guys, check that out. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm glad for people like that. The Lord has blessed us with some great, wonderful people with discernment and intelligence to look up this stuff and sift through this kind of information and analyze all of it. I'm thankful for them and all the work that they do. So uh, Leo continues and he says, so the federal government led by the Department of Defense is contracting with private firms to enact fear-based COVID lockdown 2.0. This is pure fascism. Big business working with big government to oppress the people. But that's how technocracy works, he says. Technocracy is much different than Marxism or communism. In a Marxist state, you have government ownership of the means of production, but in a technocracy, which is the preferred model of self appointed globalist elites at the World Economic Forum, the Rockefeller Foundation, Gates Foundation, Club of Rome, United Nations, et al. You have government working in public-private partnerships, PPPs, with large corporations to create, staff, and enforce an all-encompassing digital surveillance state. Think of it as Nazism on a global scale with access to modern digital tracking technology. They still believe in eugenics, still believe they are superior to the rest of us, still believe the herd of useless eaters needs to be culled to a more manageable size. It's no accident that the globalists have rolled out their favorite satanic pseudoscientist, Dr. Anthony Fauci. In preparing minds for COVID 2.0, he now openly argues for lockdowns everyone who has yet to submit to his death jabs. Lord Fauci speaks to us in a video interview with a Wayne State University professor in Detroit. Folks, we're going to listen to that right now. Here we go. We're probably going to listen to that. It's 41 minutes. I wish I could pull it up to just show you. You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you guys go to Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com and check it out for you guys yourselves. It says, quote, this is what Fauci says, quote, if you have a vaccine available, you might want to lock down temporarily so you can get everybody vaccinated. Unquote. He then argues that lockdowns have a place, but they are not a permanent solution. Unquote. I guess at this point in the interview, we are supposed to be completely infused with Stockholm Syndrome, bow down to kiss Fauci's feet and thank him profusely for his graciousness and not locking us down permanently. He goes on to say, Fauci, the longtime NIAID chief and multimillionaire who's never done anything but work for the government, then declares that climate change is playing a role in causing pandemics. He calls for an international commitment to decrease the carbon imprint in society so you don't have the kinds of crazy weather we're having in this country, unquote. He says, yes, he actually said that. I don't know if he believes it, but he did say it. Why? Because he is doing his part to lay the narrative that humans cause climate change and therefore we must change the way we live or be subject to perpetual lockdowns. He went on to blame the tragedy in Maui on climate change. It does appear that the Luciferians who brought us COVID 1.0 have something 
much more draconian up their sleeves in the waning weeks of 2023 and into 2024. The first version was merely a test run for what's coming. The final implementation stage of their demonic great reset will require every human being to be vaxxed, continuously boosted, tagged with a biometric digital ID, and tracked everywhere they go, unable to buy or sell or participate in society without the digital marking. Folks, I'm going to let this up right here now. If we can see this coming, this is all being built, this utopian, this whatever they think they've got going on there, building this up. Satan is building up his beast system. And so they're already talking about track, trace, buy and sell, all this stuff. Well, the Bible tells us that when the great tribulation occurs, it's going to happen. Daniel 9, 26 is going to happen. Uh, the Antichrist is going to rise out of some crazy um, crisis that happens. I believe it is the rapture of the church. Somebody's going to rise up after that rapture. They're going to have all the answers. They're going to have peace. They're going to have peace in the Middle East and all this. They're going to sign and confirm a seven-year peace agreement with Israel. Confirm, folks, is a big word there. They're not coming up with a new one. There's already one in place. They're going to make it stronger. So we do see the Abraham Accords in place right now, kind of, sort of. So they may use that to confirm, make it stronger, whatever. We don't know. We don't know. We're not going to be here. <laughs> we'll be raptured. But I want you to know this is what's going to happen. And we see everything leading up to that, right? So the Bible tells us this will happen. And three and a half years into this tribulation is the great tribulation. And this is when all the pseudo peace falls away and Antichrist comes up and then boom, he goes after the Jews, uh, abomination of desolation on the So all this is going to happen. And so we see them talking about this right now. And just know the tribulation is seven years seven years long and there'll be a pseudo peace and then three and a half years into the tribulation is the coming great tribulation and this is when it gets really bad and it's going to be bad anyway it's gonna be so bad anyway but three and a half years into it it's going to get really bad so if we see them already biometric digital ids and they want to track everybody and you can't buy and you can't sign you got to do this 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 without this di we see all this happening right now folks their agenda remember it's agenda 2030 23 we are in 2023 agenda 2030 is seven years away not saying this says the lord i'm saying get right with the lord right now so that you are not left behind for the tribulation and for all if you think it is bad now if you think it's bad now it's going to get so much worse so intensely so quickly it's going to happen i just want to throw that out there because right now, I am read, we are reading the book of Revelation. We are reading it. John told us, like, well, he was caught up to, caught up to the Lord. He was caught up. He was raptured to the Lord. He caught up. Folks, people are like, rapture's not in the Bible. <laughs> the word rapture's not. The word trinity's not in the Bible either. <laughs> the word rapture actually is in the Latin Bible. It's called uh, rapturo, caught up. It'll be caught up. So it means raptured out of here. Anyway, I think one of them big old birds snatching his prey. You're like, shing, raptured. Anyway, moving right along. So he goes on to say, Leo says, all of this is being led primarily by global police in the U.S. and Europe. China is already subdued. It appears that the U.K., Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and most of Europe have already been subjugated. Uh, the only nations who still present a problem to the re to the reset crowd are U.S. and Russia. America is a nation under demonic oppression that is uh, in desperate need of a deliverance. He says, as I write this, the 1973 book, 
uh, pigs in the parlor comes to mind. He says it's how it's a how to manual on confrontational spiritual warfare. He says, I'm not endorsing the book or its theology. I just remember picking it up in a Christian bookstore some 20 years ago and skimming through it. The title and topic has stuck with me all these years. There comes a point, usually after years of oppression, when a possession becomes a man, becomes so manifest, so complete that it takes total spiritual warfare to defeat the forces of wickedness who oppress an individual's soul. The same goes for a nation and a culture. America and the West are in that place. Its culture is so sick from the decades of idolatry and worshiping of false gods that nothing short of recognizing what we are up against and then attacking it in the spirit in the powerful name of Jesus Christ through repentance, constant prayer, and fasting will lead to deliverance. Ephesians six ten. Folks, go back and read that. In other words, he says, it's time to get confrontational. It's time to stop worrying what they think of us if we don't put on their putrid mask or take their poisonous injections. How did that work out in code 1.0? The demons walked all over us and laughed on their way out. It's time to humbly put on the full armor of God, recognize who and what we are up against, undiluted evil, and go to war. Folks, I'm going to end this podcast on go to war get on your knees and pray go to your war room go to your comfy spot go to your place where you meet with the lord mine's our little recliner i love it um go to where you meet with the lord if you don't have a place where you meet with the lord you need to get a place find a place in your home whether you be your i don't care in your garage i don't care at the lake wherever you go to meet with the lord do it today do it today do it right now do it as often as possible Whenever you get a chance, do it. I pray all the time. I pray in my hand. I'm at the grocery store. I'm praying as I'm driving down the road. I pray all the time. I'm always in communion with my Father. I'm always in communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm always, always praying. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in a great, wonderful fellowship with the Lord. And if your fellowship is broken with the Lord, you need to repent of your sin. Boom, come back. He will, he will always restore that right fellowship with you. But sin will harbor that from you. If you're living in knowing sin, unrepentant sin, then that fellowship with the Lord is broken. I suggest to you, as the Bible tells you to do, repent. Repent of that sin. Ask Christ um, to renew that fellowship with you. So you're not going to lose your salvation. There's churches out there that teach that. Could you imagine if it was up to us? (laughs) Never going to happen. Thank God it is not up to me. Oh, boy, just get that out of here. How prideful do you got to be to even think it is up to you? It's not. Christ died on a cross. He shed his Man, he shed his blood for us to save us, to bring us into a relationship with Christ and his Father God. And the Holy Spirit, he sent his Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us. So don't think you're alone. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you all the time. You know, back in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and visit people. Remember, and please don't take your Holy Spirit from me, you know, King David said. Remember? But we today, as the new uh, New Testament church, as the church is the bride of Christ, but we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. What a wonderful gift that is. Remember, Jesus said, I go to the Father, but I'm going to send you the Comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. So we are sealed into the day of redemption. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. So just think, you're all walking around out there. I think about it this way. I look at the sea and all the people in it. And there's the evil people. And uh, they don't know God. They don't know God. They don't know Jesus. They're not necessarily evil. They just don't, they don't know God. I mean, they're, well, they're evil. We're all evil. Our hearts are all wretched and evil. But, you know, their father is Satan. Now, whether whether or not they want to believe that or not, or whether they want to admit it, it doesn't matter. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, a personal relationship, born, blood, bought, 
by him, you are a father of the devil. That's what the Bible says. Your father is the devil. You may be the nicest person in the world, but your father is the devil. You're going to go to hell because you don't have Jesus Christ. People are like, huh? It's a free gift. And a lot of people, they don't accept it. It's a pride thing. Pride goes before destruction. You know, Satan was prideful. That man right there wants you to stay away as far away as you can. There's a great book I always recommend. It's called Landmines in the Path of the Believers by Dr. Charles Stanley, the late Dr. Charles Stanley. Guys, go out and grab that book because there's a lot of sin in there that I thought, well, I don't have that. That's what I said. I'm not prideful. You know, I thought I'm not. I thought that just had to be like, oh, I'm better than you, whatever, you know. Uh, no, pride comes in many forms, and I was prideful. <laughs> so I fought that a lot because <laughs> it's like you know everything or like all kinds of stuff. Like, so it, pride has a lot of different uh, uh, hooks how they can get its little way into you. So it's a little landmine in the path of the believers. So get out there. Another great one is Warren Wearsby. Uh, it is, this is a great one. I'm going to top it up, see if I can find it. Warren, I like Warren Wearsby. Um, I actually have one of his study Bibles. Warren Wearsby, Satan. Ah, uh, see, it's, it's a warfare. I want to see if it'll pull it up. Dun, dun, dun. My mic, I'll have this set up. It's like right in front of my um, or from my, uh, what you call it thing, a keyword, yes, I know what that is. It's called The Strategy of Satan. The Strategy of Satan and how to, um, how to, let me see if I can pull it up here so I can see it. Y'all know me. <laughs> how to, def- let's see, here we go. Okay, so The Strategy of Satan, how to, de- how to detect and defeat him how to detect and defeat him you can grab it on kindle for 5.99 you can, I can uh if you have an audio membership it is free zero dollars uh, i want to grab the paper book it is uh six dollars and 57 cents there uh there's one and of course if uh, you got prime at 6.99 so or if you just want to order it from amazon guys get out there get that book it's a good book i'm reading through it right now um it's, it's i'm telling you folks are like well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> we have got to stand firm. Ephesians six ten. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on Christ. I'll give you like some content. Here's the introduction. It says chapter one: the deceiver. Satan's target is your mind. Satan's weapon is lies. Satan's purpose to make you ignorant of God's will. Your defense: the inspired word of God. That is chapter one. Chapter two is the destroyer. Satan's target is your body. His weapon is suffering. His purpose is to make you impatient with God's will. Your defense: the imparted grace of God. Chapter three: the ruler. Satan's target is your will. His weapon is pride. His purpose uh, is to make you independent of God's will. Like I don't need God. Uh, and your defense is the indwelling spirit of God. And number four is the accuser. Satan's target is your heart and conscience. His weapon is accusation. His purpose is to bring an indictment by God's will. And, uh, uh, his defense is the interceding son of God. In chapter five, you got living by faith in God. Uh, chapter six is don't give Satan a beachhead. Chapter seven is when Satan goes to church, Number eight, chapter eight is what to wear to war. And chapter nine is Satan's army. Chapter 10 is Satan in the home. And so folks, if you guys want to grab that book, might want to do, sometimes you can find them in your local bookstores too. So anyway, well worth the price. Um, Anyway, with that guys, I'm going to get off here. Get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you, of course. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, oh Lord Jesus, please come take us home. But while we're here, Lord God, I ask that you give us boldness to go out and tell the world about you, about your son, Jesus. 
what he's done for us and what he can do for those folks. Lord, please bless all everybody that listens to this podcast. Watch over them and keep them all safe and out of harm's way. And Lord, God, I ask you this in Jesus' name. You guys, thank you so much for listening and may God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.